I don't know if it's so much that we should focus on the teaching university student versus the research university student. I think it's more about the climate of that particular area, the city, the university, how that works. And also, of course, the department and the program and the expectations that you have. So some of the things that I've found is that at a teaching university, sort of the the metrics are a little bit different in terms of uh, teaching success, as you could imagine, than a research university where research is uh, that publisher parish attitude, you know, that's sort of, that's something that's very important to getting tenure and to getting your promotions. Whereas at a teaching university, there's a level of importance placed on research. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong there at all. Um, Teaching just held a little bit more weight that I found. Mina Kalili is an assistant professor at the University of South Carolina School of Visual Art and Design. Mina holds a BFA in illustration and an MFA in visual communication and graphic design from VCU Arts and currently serves on the AIGA Design Educators Community National Steering Committee. Mina is the recipient of the 2019 National Award for Outstanding Professional Achievement in Graphic Design by the Southeastern College Art Conference. Her work has shown at the Type Directors Club of New York, Chicago Design Museum, and galleries throughout North America, Canada, China, Indonesia, Croatia, Australia, and Moscow, with illustrations and book art in permanent collections at the VCU Library's Special Collections and Archives, the Omni Hotel Louisville, and recently inducted artwork in the Library of Congress. Mina makes daily drawings of things and is an artist who uses design as a strategy for creation and a designer who brings artistic methods to her solutions. Her interdisciplinary research moves between traditional design and studio art practices and explores UX design, storytelling, typography, and language through design, illustration, moving image, and book art. She completed study at the Illustration Academy and the LDM Institute in Florence, Italy, and finds inspiration in travel, culture, and her experience as a first-generation Iranian-American. In addition to her international exhibition schedule, Mina maintains an active speaking schedule with engagements and workshops held in Qatar, Italy, and throughout the U.S. I know you'll find a lot of enjoyment in this episode, so without further ado, here is our conversation. Mina, welcome to the Design Podcast. How are you? It's great to see you. Oh, thanks for having me here. I'm so glad to be here. That, that's awesome. So um, I've, I've done a little bit of uh, research and kind of looked at your website and nosed around a little bit and seen some really wonderful work. Um, your background's really uh, interesting and in-depth as well. Um, so how did you get into, into teaching? Tell us about your background and how you got to uh, University of South Carolina. Gosh, all right. Well, this, uh, there's there's a lot there, so let's try and unpack it. Um, okay. Reader's Digest version. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh, I was uh, born in D.C., raised in Virginia, um, and I spent a lot of time there. I got my BFA and my MFA in uh, Virginia, and um, by the time I had graduated with my MFA in visual communications, uh, graphic design from BCU School of the Arts, um, I went back to practice full time and I was at an agency and it was going gangbusters and I was working with really incredible clients doing some uh, really meaningful work including uh, working with the Leadership Council on Legal Diversity which tries to um, uh, or or purposefully works toward um, 
putting people, uh, making sure that people of color and um, people who are underrepresented, underrepresented minorities are mm -hmm. in positions of authority in the legal profession. Um, so I was doing this really incredible work and um, I found myself being so, uh, that particular project was so incredibly fulfilling. Um, and I had an opportunity to teach uh, part-time uh, while okay. I was still working. Uh, it was just, you know, an adjunct position. It was just a really sort of like a, um, something that was only taking a few hours out of my week. And, um, and it was, it was similarly fulfilling. And so I actually uh, took that job and I said, thank you, but um, I'm leaving the agency and I'm going to teach. I got a, a, a position um, at Virginia State University um, and I worked there in Petersburg, Virginia for um, a good three and a half years, uh, teaching design there full-time, tenure track. And um, then I went from there um, to different universities uh, before landing here at USC. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had similar uh, experience. You take that moment to try one class and then it's just like, oh, that's it. That's it. This is what I need to do. And you just kind of dive yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. And you know the the Virginia State um job was really incredible. It opened my eyes to a lot of things in academia. Um mm -hmm. both on the teaching uh university side and um that as it exists versus the research university side. Um U of SC is a research university, Virginia State's teaching. Um and also uh working at and for an HBCU. Um versus, uh, you know, a university like USC, um, which has two HBCUs um, in its direct vicinity in the city um, and sort of watching the dynamic there and working toward um, that uh, diverse student population. So it, mm -hmm. it's been yeah. a really interesting ride so far. Um, I started at VSU. I went to Middle Tennessee State University um, just outside of Nashville and Murfreesboro, and then uh, spent uh, three awesome years at University of Louisville, um, and then I came here to USC. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna add. You, you kind of brought that up a little bit. Yeah. That uh, a thing I wanted to ask you about. Each university is a little bit different, you know. And seeing that we're we're focusing on research right now, and we're kind of talking about that through these episodes. Um, you mentioned one was a teaching university, the other was a research university. Was that difficult for you in those transitions or, you know, how did you have to look at it differently when you started thinking about, okay, what am I going to do while I'm here? Yeah, um, I think knowing who your student is and discovering the differences um, between the different types of students that we have um, at a research university or a teaching university, um, you might have a different kind of student, but I think it also has something to do with the city that you're in and then the state that you're in, um, that just the climate of that particular university. Um, I don't know if it's so much um, that we should focus on the teaching university student versus the research university student. I think it's more about the climate of that particular area, the city, the university, um, mm -hmm. how that works, um, and also, of course, the department and the program and the expectations that you have. Yes, so some yeah. of the things that I've found is that um, it, at a teaching university, sort of the, the metrics um, are a little bit different um, in terms of uh, teaching success. 
Mm-hmm. As you could imagine, um, then a research university where um, research is uh, that publisher parish attitude, you know, that sort of, uh, you know, that that's something that's very important to getting yeah. tenure and to getting your promotions um, at a research university, whereas at a teaching university, um, there is that uh, there is a level of importance placed on research. Absolutely. Um don't get me wrong there at all. Um, teaching just held a little bit more weight than right, I found. Right, right. Yeah. Um, it's interesting you bring up the community because that's been kind of a common theme between um, th- the last episodes that I'm doing between uh, Herb and um, uh, last week was Eric and before yeah. that uh, it was Megan. Um, and and yeah. we all just kind of did stop to talk about what was kind of happening in their community and it and it really was a big part of their part of their research. Um, is there anything looking back over time uh, that really kind of sticks out to you as one of the things you really enjoyed the most as far as your research? Oh, now let let me let me also pause and say, <laughs> yeah. well, let me ask you this first, right? Okay, uh, I'm really going all over the place. Yeah, um, go for it. Yeah. Um, so now, University of South Carolina. Yeah. Is it teaching or research there? Research. Research there. Okay, thank you. Um, so I'm going to come back to that, which is why I needed to ask that. So then what kind of sticks out for you over time now? You know, like what's been kind of your, your, your favorite, uh, favorite moment? Do you have a favorite? Yeah. In all of my teaching? Oh God. (laughs) I think I'd have to like, I think I'd have to pick moments within, um, the different, uh, universities. It's almost like having, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like when we're practicing professionals and we're at, uh, different agencies or uh, different groups and oh, sure. um, we sort of have like our favorite project or a favorite thing that happened during our time in that, at that agency. I sort of feel okay, like bad yeah. a little bit about it um, because everywhere is so incredibly different. And if I were to say, you know, I mean, I have so much history at U of L that is so recent for me, uh, University of Louisville, that's so yeah, recent yeah. for me. And, um, and boy, man, those students were just the best. Like, ah, uh, shout out to all of them. <laughs> I know some of them are going to listen to this, maybe even watch it. Um, and uh, and yeah, I think that those students are just, man, they they are just, they have a great thing going on there. Yeah. Um, and I was, in, it, you know, for, we're going to take U of L. Like my probably my favorite thing about that, or my favorite moment, or or you know, whatever. Uh, that we're sort of cherry picking as like the best part of it was um, the fact that I was working with um, two colleagues that um, Stephen and Leslie um, that allowed uh, for that program to become something um, that was uh, organic and really um, uh, uh, sort of aligned with the strengths of the people, the us who were teaching in that program. So specifically what I mean by that is um, sort of uh, something that I've been able to thankfully bring here to USC um, because I also here work with very um, interesting and um just super awesome and flexible colleagues, um, Mary, yeah. Stephanie, um, and Brent, who um, are interested in the same thing, um, bringing in a um, uh, bringing a lens of um, of teaching and the various classes um, to the program that operate on the strengths of the professors who are teaching and the things that 
based on our research as the professors in this community, we're talking to the people who are hiring designers in this area regionally, um, and they're, what they're looking for in the students who are coming out, um, in the designers, the junior designers that they're looking to hire, um, and what we're trying to create you know, five, 10 years out for these students to be able to go out there and unleash their badassery on the world, really. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So we're, I mean, that's a little bit of how the community, um, just to sort of bring it back to that a little bit about how we're we're harnessing the um, the, the community to sort of help us. Um, we're engaging with them to help us understand the needs um, of the, the type of designer that is needed here regionally, not just in the yes, city yeah. of Columbia, but, you know, around Atlanta, you know, and, and so on. Yeah. I'm kind of finding that too, is, um, you know, looking in the community around me and seeing what those agencies are looking for. It is different than, um, agencies in other locations that I've, that I've worked. So, yeah, definitely keep an eye on that for myself. And I'm glad you mentioned the students. Um, I can think of each university that I've kind of hop, skipped and jumped through to where I am today, you know, and you can always remember those students, you know, there's always a, I don't know, it's just fantastic. That's the only way I can, yeah. that's the only way I can put it. They have so much energy and they're so passionate. Oh, um, and you know, you give them a hard time and, and they give it right back to you. Yeah. That's yeah. always good. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I had, uh, my morning class was, was kind of like that this morning, yeah. uh, in a good way, you know, definitely in yeah. a good way. They were a lot of yeah. fun. Um, so really quick, I'm going to ask you a little bit about the what you're teaching right now. And I noticed design. I noticed some interaction in there. So I'm sure there's um, like UX as part of your background as well. Yeah. But then there's this little moment of illustration. But I don't want to call it a little. <laughs> I don't want to call it a little moment because if you look at your work, it's it's very illustrative, you know, yeah. with its design. Talk to that a little bit, if if you will. And I think there's going to be a link to the research. I, I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, it's um, I'm I'm still I'm still walking like these two. These are things that I'm trying to figure out right now, man. I, and and I I don't have all the answers about all the the things that I'm doing. And I think if I did, I'd probably become very quickly bored. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. so my problem is I can't sit still. And you know, before we started uh, recording, we were talking about Diane Gibbs and how awesome she is, and just like always on the move. And like, yeah. I feel like that, like when it comes to my research, um, I use illustration. I have a, a BFA in illustration. Um, and so I, uh, I know how to draw. Um, and that really, uh, you know, I joke about it being my drug of choice is that analog, um, begets just sort of the best design. Um, I think it's very important for us as, uh, at least in my practice, so for me as a designer, um, to be able to translate with my hands what it is that I'm trying to say in my brain. Um, it's the thing that we're always working toward. This is like, you know, we're trying to manifest this, like, you know, our, our ideas and our thoughts. And, and that's, you know, why we go to school and that's why we do our research and, um, and to try and figure out how to translate. And so I think translation is a really important thing in my work. Um, so where illustration comes in and, and drawing, it's really, I, I think I would categorize it more as drawing than illustration because I'm not doing it. Um, I, I do some commercial illustration, 
Um, but the work that I think you're uh, mentioning, um, these daily drawings, those are a practice for me in, in my daily practice. So I use those as a method of visual translation. So I'm sitting there um, in a new city trying to figure out where I am, trying to learn about the people, trying to learn about the area. Um, and the East Coast, having been uh, raised in Virginia, I'm well aware of the uh, history <clears throat> mm -hmm. that we yeah. have here. And um, and it's a, it's a dance that you do when you are a come here, not a from here. And I've learned that um, just growing up on the East Coast and uh, south of the Mason-Dixon. Um, and I find um, for, for me, moving to Columbia specifically, um, it is very helpful for me to get out of my house, to get out of my studio, out of my office, and go somewhere I do not know about. Maybe I've heard somebody talking about it sit mm -hmm. down and draw it because I will actually have to look at it. I can't look at my phone because I'm busy drawing away. And, and my, yeah. I actually have them right here. I can show you how large they get. Um, so this sure. is, this is my current sketchbook. Okay. All it's right. big it's enough about, to go with me. About, three and a half by five and a half. I was going to say three by five. Okay. That's pretty close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so um, I'm actually going to move this guy out. It's my placeholder. Um, so what I'm what I'm doing right now, just for those of you listening, um, sort of showing Pete. This is an accordion fold. Um, they get to be. Okay. Uh, they get their these places get their own um, pages, but then they wind up telling this narrative about. Sure. The city. Okay. There it is. Yeah. So there's the storytelling that you you talk about in um, your your bio on your website. So yeah. that then really quick, I thought that was a really neat sketchbook. Uh, is, is that something you've built or did you find that? You can get them. Moleskin makes them. Moleskin. <laughs> okay. I used to build okay. them and then I figured out that Moleskin makes these accordion fold <laughs> sketchbooks. So much easier like, to, ah. yeah. Click a few <laughs> buttons. It'll just show up. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, so right now at um, University of Arkansas at Little Rock, um, yeah. they are showing uh, all seven of my sketchbooks from the New and Lou series that I did, oh, no 365 okay. drawings. And there are some of those that I've gone in and sliced out and framed, and then I've re-stitched together the sketchbooks so that they can okay. show as a sketchbook. So the, all 365 illustrations actually show in that in that. Um, oh wow! I'm actually about 30 minutes yeah. away from from there, so I might I might be going for a car ride just to yeah. look at look at your stuff in person. Yeah, for those that are listening, um, there is a video version of the podcast on YouTube. So go check out um, that sketchbook that. Uh, Mina just showed. That was really, really beautiful. Also on Instagram, I seen uh, you did a cafe, wasn't it? Just the other day or something like that? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do it. So right now I'm doing a hundred, a uh, series of a hundred uh, for Columbia specifically since I'm new mm. here. Yeah. Um, so while the Louisville specific one was called New and Lou, this one is called Drawn in Soda City. Columbia likes to call itself Cola for short, and they call it Soda City as well. So we okay. are calling this one Drawn in Soda City. 
Okay, it's all it's all coming together for me now. Yeah, yeah. there's all those loose ends that you, I wasn't really picking up uh, through the Instagram stuff, but that's that's awesome. Yeah, this practice started for me. Um, I I used to go on these motorcycle trips with uh, a bunch of my friends um, back in Richmond, Virginia, and so we would go for weeks um, with nothing more than we could fit on the back rack of our bikes, and we would camp for days. And um, I actually started drawing. Uh, then in these tiny sketchbooks. And I have a series of moto sketchbooks that um, started this series. I didn't even realize that that's what I was doing. But, oh, wow. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I finally have, you know, my, my sketchbook. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I'm trying to just keep it with me more and just trying to keep more active for sure. Well, I tell you what, Pete, th- this is, this is what I do. I put, I put, I get a small bag and I put all of my pens you you can hear it, um, yeah. But these are all of my pens, and everything that I need goes with me everywhere I go. I have no excuse. That, that's <laughs> it exactly right. You just we just have to commit to it and just say we're yep. doing that. That's fantastic. Yep. Um, so then I'm gonna I'm gonna as I look at my notes here. So you've done also a lot of um, speaking. A lot of your work's been presented around some really fantastic Chicago Design Museum Type yeah, Directors yeah. Club. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. really going right. Is that? Do you find that to be um, a painstaking task to you know to follow those things and to submit the work and to go through that that process? Yeah, <laughs> right, maybe just a by, little just bit. by that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, any advice on that? Well, yeah. Um, be fun to work with. That is my advice. So that's the short. That's gotcha. the short answer. Yeah. But the, um, and I hope I am, uh, the, <laughs> the, the longer, it, let's see, the longer answer you, okay, so you mentioned some of the places in my work is exhibiting. So this is sort of where I'm saying, you know, like I'm walking these, I feel like I'm, I'm walking these two parallel paths right now. And I know yeah, they're that's not really I... parallel. They're going to intersect. They're actually, yeah. it's, just a, it's just a ways off. And I think that's okay and, for me. And that's why I like seeing those two together, Type Director Club and the Chicago Design Museum, yeah. you know, yeah. as well yeah. as some of the others. But go ahead yeah. and continue. Sorry about that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. It, um, so there's like, there's this, drawing aspect of my practice and there is a very rich experimental type um, and moving image aspect to my practice that's um, another thing i'm going to ask about in a minute yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and and so you know just sort of to like talk about that a little bit um uh, we as visual communicators were informed by all of the things that are around us. And I'm just trying to make sense of um, where it is that I am. Um, and, you know, through my drawings, I do that. But growing up, my um, I'm a first-generation Iranian-American, and I would listen to my father speak Farsi a lot. So I'm just diving right into um, the type stuff right now. Um, but I would listen to my father speak Farsi, uh, to my family. And, um, I remember even being a little kid and being like, you know, I want to, I want to speak Farsi. So you need to start teaching me dad. Cause I'm like, you know, three or four years old. And, and um, and I used to find it so funny, um, and it, it just to speak it. And I think, you know, in, in some ways that sort of offended my father that I would be laughing at the sounds that, that he was making as he was trying to teach me. And eventually we sort of stopped, 
um, practicing uh, speaking Farsi together. And so I mm. never fully learned um, mm. just how to speak Persian. So um, I, you know, I grew up listening to it and I can sort of make some sense out of some things. And a lot of it is, um, you know, the, just sort of the, the tone and the uh, way that people speak. But um, a lot of it would just pass by me. A lot of this, this sort of mm, these okay. conversations would pass by me, pass through me, but pass by me. I, I wouldn't understand a lot of it, but I, I would know that there would be some some information there. And so um, in graduate school, of course, I started playing around with what that might look like. Um, and so I created a series of um, visual representations of um, what I called entropic design. Um, my father was also a uh, teacher of physics in Iran, and so I thought that this, <laughs> I thought that entropy would be sort of a, a poetic, uh, there would be a poetic use of the, uh, the of, of entropy in there, and um, sort of like the idea of a system um, breaking down and then rebuilding. Um, and so I created a series of visual representations of text breaking down and rebuilding, transformative text. Um, and so I started to use those as a way to translate what I was visually, like to visually translate what I was going through. Um, and, and I say going through, but I don't mean it like some emotional um, thing. I, I just was trying to process um, what this sort of weaning out of a culture, um, a cultural background that I was born into, but I am an American, there's there's a uh, there's just something that I needed to work through visually for that. So um, I started playing around with uh, these uh, text, textual uh, representations, and I found okay. that moving image was actually really um, conducive to getting that feeling, that point across. So I started using projections and um, moving type and experimenting with moving type as image. And um, and so that's a lot of the other part of my work mm, okay, that yeah, I, yeah. we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so um, give, me, give me an example of something that you've been recently working on then that kind of introduces that. Maybe walk us a little bit through that process and, mm -hmm. and how you've kind yeah. of explored that some? Yeah, so uh, I have a series um, that started showing uh, last September, um, so one year ago, um, called Typo Topo, and it uh, is a series of three projections that rotate, um, they sort of hop from one uh, screen to another, um, and that hopping is um, actually uh, an homage to Hedy Lamarr and the signal hopping device that she created to, um, during World War II to thwart Nazi, um, uh, thwart Nazi communication. Um, Hedy Lamarr was a, an actress. Um, at, sorry, at the time I should mention that for oh, anybody who who might yeah. not know uh, who Hedy Lamarr was. Um, so she's a beautiful face, but she was also an incredible mind. And I I found her um, her work to be inspiring in that way. So um, I have these three projections that um, are they, they resist being read. <clears throat> One of them um, is uh, strictly um, experimental kinetic um, moving type. Um, the second one is um, 
uh, letter forms and um, anagrams from some work written by Hedy Lamarr um, that are projected on surfaces. And when you watch that video, you can see things moving in and out. You can sort of make out some of the text, but it can be kind of difficult to read. And again, it's supposed to be. Um, I also use a lot of glitch in that work. And that particular piece um, has shown in Croatia and um, some glitch festivals. Um, and then the third piece um, in that series of three videos is a piece that I did while um, I was an artist in residence at the Tipoteca in Cornuta, Italy, um, where I was actually letter pressing these typographic forms, these, these letter there's letter forms. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I, I that that third um, video was actually completely letter pressed type. Um, but it moves uh, because I've animated it um, in, you know, in After Effects and, and such um, to edit it. But these three exist on this on three different panels and the three different panels are distorted. So I'm actually trying to create um, a, a space that you can walk into and see these three panels that are moving. Um, the panels distort. Um, the work resists being read, they hop around. Um, and so again, like I said, I don't have all the answers as to, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. the, the, why behind like, you know, every bit of the research that I'm doing. Um, I just, I know that I am still processing certain things and I'm creating um, a visual language to, uh, that is uh, conducive to understanding um, some of those, uh, some of that stuff that I'm sort of processing. Okay. Yeah. I think that's, I think that sounds kind of neat. It almost has, um, I, I was just thinking Mahali Naj as you were talking about mm -hmm. the distortion, you know, of the, of the letter form and stuff. That was yeah. kind of neat. Um, yeah. uh, have you, uh, seen or heard of any Mitch Goldstein's kind of projection work? Yeah, Mitch, yeah. So Mitch and I both went to VCU, um, for grad school. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we we were ships in the night. Uh, we met each other, <laughs> and um, yeah. he had started as I was um, as I was teaching that one class um, while I was still at an agency there in Richmond. I was uh, teaching while he was in grad school, and so we got to see a little bit of each other. And, but um, mostly, um, the answer is yes. Of course, yeah. I've, I've seen his. I think they're photograms. I'm so sorry if I'm wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's what he's calling the photogram. Okay, I just want to yeah. make sure I'm saying yep. that correctly because I'd feel terrible if I. Well, um, sorry, same. Mitch, if I'm misspeaking. I'm so sorry. De right, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but I am familiar. They're beautiful. They're atmospheric um yeah. pieces and um and yes i'm familiar with that that work of his. yeah yeah he does he does wonderful work. it's it's unique it's different you know um mm -hmm. um than some of the pieces that you've worked on just looking at your website looking at some of the stuff on there too uh yeah, and that's I, I, that's I, a special I, thing yeah everyone has their own i was gonna aesthetic. say yeah i well that that's true but i also think it's so i think it's so important that um the designers that what we do every day, we maybe get a bit of a reprieve um, from the reduction of information that we're trying to distill to a community of people or, you know, whatever type of design that it is that we do, um, that we're also trying to extend our practice 
by, for me, creating mm -hmm. these typographic, um, these visual representations that are moving, um, and also for me to understand um, maybe the culture of a place and a space that I'm living in by drawing it. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm sort of reaching out and um, for anybody who's listening to this um, and not watching it, I've realize now that I'm making a tea with my hands. <laughs> and, and that sort of brings me to one of the things that you asked about um, when we first discussed what we were going to be talking about, which was the, um, how does teaching and research come together? And yeah. I think this for me is where it comes together because so much of what I do pushes the, um, the idea of the T-shaped student so where, you know, we have the, um, and I have not come up with this, this is a, uh, this has been written about um, prior to me, but um, the, we have the I-shaped student that is rooted in the particular thing that they want to learn about. So it's like web mm -hmm. design and what have you, you know, that's what they do. And they learn about that really, really good at that. Um, but the T-shaped student um, maybe learns about web design, but then they also learn about philosophy um, and social justice. And so that is one of the exciting things about working at a liberal arts institution is yeah. if you have a college of arts and sciences, you can actually do some of that um, and have those credits apply to your, your major <clears throat> as a student. But um, it, that's one of the places I think that the biggest place where my research and my teaching are colliding is making sure that my students are reaching out of their comfort zones pulling past what it is that we're here to talk about typography mm -hmm. cool yeah i just gave you five lectures about uh kerning tracking um <laughs> yeah. lighting um you know all, all of the really important things that we, you know classifications about typography what are you going to do with it now right right and and i think that's where the t-shape comes in that's that's where my teaching and research are colliding okay um Give me an example of a class project, actually, that, that might pull that in. Okay, if you can, think, right? On, yeah, on, the, on the cuff. Ready, go. <laughs> um, let me, uh, okay, okay, okay. I think I can do this. Um, okay. So I teach a uh, design for interaction class. and uh, Perfect. That'll be a good my... segue. Yeah, <laughs> one of my uh, one of my projects, and it was the, the the final one spring, was to <clears throat> create a um an a, a sort of an interactive experience um, for the local uh, art museum, and okay. it was the the Speed Art Museum in Louisville, um, and so my students were charged with, and they had to get in groups. Uh, because group work is, it's what we do outside of yeah. the, you know, it's actually how, yeah, we, how yeah. we thrive as designers. We have to get along. And so uh, there were groups of uh, four students who were coming together to uh, create this interactive um, exhibition. And uh, they worked with the um, Speed Art Museum uh, creative team um, with the team of archivists, um, they had to understand um, when it came to showing the Native American art in particular, um, they had to come to that with the appropriate sensitivity um, and making sure, and, and this went for all of the art, but um, 
you know, contemporary art had a different feel. Uh, the Native American art um, needed to have a particular sensitivity brought to um, its every every image that was portraying it, and the name of the exhibition had to be very thoughtful. And so they had um, they had work from, um, like I said, contemporary art. There there was film and video. Um, there was Native American. There were um, the classics. Um, there was Renaissance, uh, but they, uh, each team had to develop a system. They had to develop the, um, exhibition layout. So they were using, um, 3d rendering. They were using, they were using, um, Google SketchUp. They were, they were talking to, um, interior design students. They were talking to, um, uh, the the museum educators, the docents, they were reaching out far beyond what they probably would have thought that they were going to be doing in a design for interaction class. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, we we could have we could have also you know spent that class, taken that class, and 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 written a lot of um, very interesting um, sites and um, played around with uh, you know. Um, uh, different uh, sort of light projections or, you know, well, we could have done a lot of things in that class, but, and, and we did, but in that project in particular, the students really had to be speaking with people and researching and thinking about three-dimensional space as well as figuring out how it was going to look on a screen they incorporated yeah. screens in their work. I mean, it was just, in a, it was a really fruitful and incredible project. That, that sounds they, that they did. Yeah. That sounds really, really exciting. Is most yeah. of your teaching then in the UX area? Is it in typography? Um, you know, wh where I are you finding all. that? Yeah. yeah I, I understand that, yeah, that moment yeah. as well. Yeah. Is there any, I mean, I... Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I, so when I was at University of Louisville, I had the fortunate um, opportunity to write courses designed for interaction, um, being one of them. And um, I brought that to USC, of course, um, but I also teach the freshman um, intro to design class. Mm -hmm. I love teaching that class. Um, Same. I think it's yeah, really, that's one of my yeah. <laughs> that foundations class is like, um, let's, let's talk about what it is that we're even here doing. Right. And, and then of course you get your, your juniors and your seniors, um, where we get to, we get to get really dangerous and that's fantastic. Um, but I teach a freshman foundation class. I teach type two, which is really what I call affectionately tiny type. And it's, um, setting type in long form, uh, magazine layouts, books, we create yeah, books. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. So um, less type as form, which is what you see a lot of in my research work. <laughs> and I teach in those classes, I teach more um, you know, columns and flow lines and, you know, all of, all of that sort of magazine yeah. layout stuff. Yeah. And stuff that you don't often see in my research. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's my that's reprieve. Yeah, that's something that I always, um, you know, kind of struggle with. It's, you know, where do we break the line from for formality? Is it formal design? Is it experimental design? Do we try to be more more fine arts? Do we do we try to find ourselves leaning more towards 
like practical work because you're also a practicing designer. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also a practicing designer. Uh, so I have those formal clients and we do expected design work. And I talk about that in my, you know, promotion and ten tenure paperwork and different things like that. So it, it, yeah. it's just interesting to try to find that, find that balance or find that. And then trying to, we've talked about this with some other guests too, then trying to explain that in in your paper for tenure and for promotion. Like, like, all right, this is what I'm doing. Does it make, you know, uh, want to talk to that a little bit? How do you, yeah, how do you talk no, about that stuff? This actually goes back to something you asked me that I didn't answer. I just remembered. Um, you asked me about how exhaustive or how exhausting the, um, the yeah. applications to competitions and shows and all that sort oh, of stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah, we're back to yeah, that writing about it thing. Exactly. Yeah, let's yeah. write more artist statements. It's just no fun. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, that's sort of, that's this interesting, so that's, that's, that's the interesting place of design today. And um, I talk about this and in, in any of my speaking engagements and people that have me come and talk, they hear me talk about how exciting it is to be a design professor right now and how exciting it is to be a designer right now. Um, certainly not the Wild West, but uh, there are a lot of things that are being there, there are a lot of parts of our field that are unwritten and they are mm. being written. It's not that they're yeah, unwritten and they're never so. going to be discovered. They are being discovered. It is a very exciting time to be a designer. So um, here we, here we have that, that, yeah. that like um, crazy ball of wax is happening. And then we also have the fact that, and I don't know how it is for your department, but um, for all of the departments that I have worked in, um, they have all been departments of art. Um, my, I work at the School of Visual Art and Design at University of South Carolina. That's the name mm -hmm. of our school, so, Visual Art and Design. We house um, film and media, um, uh, media arts. We, we house ceramics. We house um, drawing and painting mm -hmm. and design, yeah. right? And, uh, yeah, we're very similar, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sculpture and photography and yeah. So here we are, and we are we are these design practitioners, right? And we are also design professors, right? That that are existing in these um, in, in these departments of fine art. So yeah, when it comes to your tenure, what do you do? Do you exhibit? Do you just have client work? Well, if you just right. have client work, how does your book look next to the person who doesn't do client work? They exhibit because that's what's expected of them. So it's a very interesting communication that we have to make sure that we're having yes. this dialogue about what it is that we do and also be able to say what it is that we do isn't finite it it, ha it there is no period at the end of designer or it, it's almost like a i don't know but <laughs> no i i am completely in line and agreeing with you and that's kind of the same problem that that i've had it's like well i don't just do this thing you know i i do right. a multitude of things right. and that's the hardest thing for us as design educators to talk about you know it's like yes my research is and my research does include research, but it also includes this exploration. It yeah. also includes this uh, conceptual conceptualization. It also includes you know, client work, you know, and what that looks like for them. Uh, so right. it is a it is an interesting um, dance to run through. But 
So I found that the way to, um, I see it, I don't see it as a problem and I nor, nor do used I, yeah. to, I, I, I will admit though, I used to, because I didn't know what to do about it. Right. Um, but right. by the time I think I was, uh, by the time I started at middle Tennessee state university, I, I realized that I needed to embrace my illustrative practice. I, I needed to understand that that was not something that I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> Double negative, it's tricky, but not not <laughs> something I shouldn't be doing. It, yeah. it was something that I I should be using, and uh, and so once I once I just sort of like it, I embraced what it was that I was doing daily for my own practice to sharpen my skills to keep my wits about me. This daily drawing that. I was able to show that work. Huh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now I'm exhibiting I'm exhibiting drawings, so I'm I'm I am doing one of those things that, you know, it seems to be that's very important to these uh to my tenure binder. Okay, great. Um it's also really important um because it's gotten me design gigs. So, mm -hmm. you know, the work that I've yeah. been doing for uh or the work that I did for Bacardi for Angels Envy, the the way that they found me was through my drawings. They wanted me to draw for them. And then uh the, the work that I'm doing right now um what I uh the name of the bank, I'm not going to talk about the name of the bank, but <laughs> right. I, I'm doing I'm doing some illustration work for a bank that is incorporated into design work. So yeah. they, these conversations are not mutually exclusive. They're happening at the same time. Um, and these, you know, clients, they want what it is that you're saying that you can give to them because you're saying I can give it to you. And it goes back to the first thing I said, which is be fun to work with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're fun to work with, people will probably want to work with you. <laughs> That's exactly true. And I think I think you you pretty much summed it up right there. It's just a matter of of getting that into a written form that kind of explains that the things that you do inform the other things and it just kind of uh all ties its ties itself together. When you're talking about the um daily drawings and right now like you said it's over in the uh, University of uh, Arkansas in Little Rock. Um, it's not too far away from, away from you, but it's far enough, right? Mm -hmm. It's far, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a day's drive. Um, yeah. so how do you, how do you then see that your work gets to these different, different areas, right? Was oh, it by yeah. chance that it came to you, Abe? Or, no. or how that, you know, how do you do that? How do you do this as a, as a yeah. design educator? So, um, I, I make sure to meet people. Um, and I make sure to communicate that, uh, because we are our biggest advocates, right? And that's one of the things I tell my students. Um, I make sure to tell people, Hey, if you find yourself in a position of that gallery being empty, you let me know because I have a show for you. <laughs> and so I did that, yeah. um, you know, a, a year ago, I just made mention, um, to a group of uh, design educators. Hey, I have a show. It's it sh it just finished showing in um, at that time it was in Indiana and um, Illinois. Sorry, it was in Illinois, Illinois. Okay. and then it went to West Virginia and it had come back and and I said, listen, I've got a show. If anybody you know would like to show these illustrations, I've got 365 of them. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and 
a year later, um, because galleries at universities, they tend to be booked out. Yes. So by a year later, um, they were, they were ready to receive my work. We put it up and and that was that. And, um, of course the, the awesome people at the gallery, um, at university of Arkansas at Little Rock, um, just killed the layout. I mean, they, they are the ones Mm -hmm. that put, that made everything look as good as it did. You know? Oh, that's exciting. I'm glad I'm going to be able to, yeah, I'm glad I'm going to be able to go see that. I think I might try to do that tomorrow. Actually. I hope it's still up. I hope it's yeah. still up. I know I'm gonna, it's coming I'm gonna go soon. check. Right. And by the and by the time I get the podcast edited and, and uploaded, you know, it for those that are listening, <laughs> yeah, but they're gonna miss out. Oh well. That's you know, okay. You just, can always see it online. There you go. Yep. That's what they'll have to do. Um an interesting uh another thing kind of comes up in our conversation and it's go, goes back a little bit to community. And you're we're talking about that community that we make as design educators and being a part yeah. of that community. And it, imagine that the AIGA Design Educators Community, you know, um, but it, I, it, it is so valuable. Our, our networking and the amount of, um, you know, meeting people and talking to people and being fun to work with, um, oh, agree, uh, yeah. really helps out. Um, so, what are you, what are you planning? Can, can you talk about any of your planned projects, research that you're doing that you're kind of in the middle of? Is there something new you're exploring? <sighs> Uh, well, right now I am finishing up. I just sent two pieces off to show one in Kentucky and one in Virginia. So I just shipped those off yesterday. Um, so I, you know, I'm busy sending little, little pieces out to, uh, group shows nationally, which, um, that certainly keeps me busy. I I also have client work that I'm, um, it's ramped up to only to wind down by the end of November. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, I feel like I can only talk minimally about that one, but, um, but that's something big yeah. that I'm doing right now. Uh, next up, um, is, well, I'm going to finish up. I'm going to keep working on my drawings cause I can't help myself. Um, but I'm going to be paying much more attention to, um, the moving image work that I've been doing. Oh, and that's, fantastic. Yeah. that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's sort of the pace of my work as that's coming around again, that that's coming up next. I yeah. do feel like I sort of wax and wane with the projects. I get a little sick of one thing and I have to go to another thing and to only to come back to the other thing. It's just, it's actually relieving to hear. <laughs> because sometimes I, I get concerned about myself. I'm like, man, why can't you just stay on target? But uh, yeah, I love to, it, I guess, like you said, you know, it, it gets, you get kind of bored of one thing and you kind of go, oh, okay, I need something, something fresh, you know, to kind of yeah. take my, take my energy. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think also being a part of the community, you know, um, I, I cannot, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to, um, go out and, and meet people. And, um, you know, if you make friends, great, that's fantastic. If you can make friends that are doing what it is that we do, um, because that those relationships really do, um, they just are so supportive. Um, and it goes both ways, you know, in a relationship like that, um, like we mentioned Diane Gibbs, but also, um, uh, my buddy, Kevin Cates, who is at university of Arkansas at Little Rock, you know, he's the one I reached out to, to say, Hey, I've got this show. Um, and, and that, that kind is, of relationship is really important. Is, is, uh, he the curator? Kevin? No, 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 okay. no, he's a design professor there. Yeah. Gosh, I want to say I ran into Kevin. 
you gonna, all you, right. you can't you can't not run into Kevin. He's everywhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he'll also, you know, he'll be to... at um, the CCAT conference um, next week. And uh, so that's the Southeastern College Art Conference. And, yeah. you know, there are others like uh, CAA, um, there's uh, the AIGA, DEC, um, all of these great uh, acronyms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great, creative <laughs> South, even. Yeah. Creative South is another good one. So I bring all this up. Um, my point is that I have, I, I made it a point to get out of my shell, which for me isn't, it doesn't seem like it would be very hard, but, um, I, you know, as I get older, I'm less of an extrovert than I was when I was younger. <laughs> so, you know, it, you know, making sure that you go out and you, you attend some of these conferences or you go to just like a, maybe a UX meetup and you see um, what the person is talking about and you meet mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Those relationships are really helpful because they can really, really help to support and sustain um, in times where you're just like, man, I don't know what to do next. Another uh, really important relationship that I've had is um, the project called Type Hike um, that oh, yeah. was created um, uh, uh, by um, these two gentlemen, uh, my buddy Jim Walker being one of them. Um, that project became a really big success and showed in a lot of really important places and led to more work. Um, down the line for me, um, both for Type Hike and um, for other clients. So um, making those relationships and really being a part of a community that is, um, it's really a web uh, community that we work in as uh, yeah, design yeah. educators. That's been a really important part of what it is that um, I try to do. And Design Educators Community, um, the uh, AIGA DEC, um, I am the, uh, right now I'm um, the conference lead. Um, so we'll have a conference at the end of March, beginning of April um, in 2020. And so that's been the big thing that I'm working on right now with the DEC um, community. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Um, it'll be in Pittsburgh this year or this coming year, 2020. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Really quickly, you've had some uh, speaking engagements and uh, some conference work internationally as well. Um, can you talk a little bit to that and, and how that kind of fits into into the work that you're doing? Yeah. Um, so if you've noticed, you know, my daily drawings are about place and geography. Um, I've mentioned to you about translations and how I've uh, used typography and um, typographic experiments um, and methods of experimenting with typography to sort of try and translate um, the, the feeling of not understanding a language and yet being so close to it. Um, and so I've sort of made, uh, I've, I've come to a sense of peace um, in being the other, the, the person, the odd person out, the uh, transplant, the um, peg that doesn't fit. It's fine with me. <laughs> with me. Yeah. Um, so uh, sore thumb, I guess, is uh, the, the right way to say it. But um, I, I actually feel 
just fine and at home um, being uh, in new and uh, being in new places, um, different places even. Um, so some of the um, speaking engagements that I've um, I've been fortunate to have, you know, I, I uh, did a workshop and spoke at VCUQ in Doha and Qatar. Um, I've uh, been able to uh, be an artist in um, residence at the Tipitaka in Cornuta, Italy. Um, there have uh, been multiple um, speaking engagements that I've been fortunate to have, but I think that um, really when I do those, I am so much more interested in what it is that I can learn from a place um, than it is about me getting up there and standing and talking at a bunch of people. Gotcha, yeah. I really hope to engage when I go um, and I speak. That's always the number one thing on my list. Oh, that's cool. Um, if you could, if you think back over um, your, your teaching uh, experience and working on your research, if there was one of the biggest things that you took away from it that the perhaps the younger you would have known like ahead of time. So for those design educators that are listening in, is there any little like nugget you can say, here's some advice. What would it be? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. The, the funny, the reason I'm laughing is because there are people that will listen to this that have known me since that, <laughs> that person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and right. They... I, yeah. Yeah. How do you navigate <laughs> life? And, yeah. Um, oh, God. There, I have a few things that I would say. I think okay, the first thing sure. would be um, trust your gut. Um, That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, don't try to make things so hard. That's, a, that would be another one that I would say, um, if, and what I mean, I, I could go into that maybe a little bit. Um, sort of what I mean by that is if there's something in your life that is pulling you down, man, thank it for being there and then move on. And try, if you can, to help things, um, to help yourself, just try and streamline things as much as you can. If, if it's easier, it's not always better, right? We know that, but um, we don't, I, I think that if we try and take a look, take stock of what it is that, you know, is in our life, if there's anything that's making things more difficult, maybe that's something that needs to be addressed. Gotcha. Okay. Any, <laughs> any other little? Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, th I mean those two are, oh, those two are fantastic. Here's, here's another good one for teaching. Um, okay. Oh gosh. Um, let me see if I can sum this up because this no, one's no, tough. Yeah. 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 Um, there's not just one way to do things and it, there are a lot of things that each a lot of experience a lot of experiences that each student brings to to the classroom mm -hmm. and 
we might not know, um, you know, a, a 16th of that student. We might not right. know. We're, we're only learning a little bit about them. Um, and we, if we can give them an opportunity to, um, to break into something that, um, that maybe they didn't even realize that was out there, um, we should do it, even if it's uncomfortable for us. So if you don't know a coding language and you see a student who is like, probably could, could kill it, um, show them GitHub and just try your hardest. Even if you don't know everything about um, web yeah. design or if, or even if an InDesign, like, um, you know, character style scares you. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what like little, little things and big things, you know, it, um, even if there's an experience that you think, you know, I don't really, I'm not the master of this. Um, if you, if you think you can um, just bring it in front of your students and not worry about being super comfortable because you will learn along with them. Um, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that. I just had a moment um, this week, last week, end of last week. <laughs> um, uh, I, I have a particular student in mind um, who uh, was, I, I just introduced XD um, mm -hmm. to our, yeah. one of our upper level classes because we're talking yeah. about design systems and user experience and stuff. Yeah. And yep. um, use that program a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it was an amazing difference on how when this student picked up that piece of software, how things just clicked and yeah. smiling and having a good time where other things were more like, like, why are you making me do this? I really don't want to do this, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not an expert, but it, that wasn't the important thing. You know, the important thing yep. is they, they need to be introduced to things. So. Yeah. 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 And uh, Adobe does does help in a way that they sort of allow for a lot of the software programs to speak similar languages. So mm -hmm. even if you're an expert in InDesign, picking up XD um, can be done. Um, and I mean, you can sort of figure it out because it's using a lot of the same uh, systems. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. but I think that's I'm so glad you, you said that. That would be probably one of the things that I would probably say in my top three as well. Um in, in even seeing students who aren't developing as quick as other students and then all of a sudden come fall semester of the next year and you're like, okay, something, something happened, yeah, something worked right. and there it was, yeah. you know? So yeah. never giving up on those students and, and always being willing to uh, uh, hear what they, what they're interested in and doing your best to try to try to meet them there and show them yeah. new things too. That's fantastic. And this is how I'm thinking about design for systems and programs that don't exist yet, it, because mm -hmm. this is where we need to be as educators. Um, in, in my opinion, uh, we have got to be okay. Um, I mean, you don't have to do this, but I have to be okay <laughs> yeah. with, um, with being uncomfortable because, uh, I am, a designer who is constantly embracing new and developing technology. And I'm a professor 
who is teaching design that is constantly embracing new and yeah, <laughs> developing yeah. technology. And if we agree that a lot of design and our capabilities and our, our, our um, the ways that we are needed by our global world as designers, the ways that we're needed um, have yet to be written, but are being written, then we are likely going to be uncomfortable um, learning these new systems and these new technologies, but that's okay. Yeah, definitely. It will help us help keep us sharp. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And if we can, and if we can come up with some solutions uh, and sharing those solutions, I think that's, that's what will set us, uh, set us apart and, help our students continue, continue to learn. This podcast is one way to do it, Pete. Well, thank you. I appreciate (laughs) that a lot. I I really do. Yeah. Just trying to get that word out and spread that word to, to all design educators and even non-design educators, you know, uh, the amount of students that that listen in are, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. And the students are telling me we're learning from your conversation with other designs. So, yeah. Good, because this is the thing that I am always telling my students. And I obviously, you know, now that I practice this, but get uncomfortable, be uncomfortable. We learn when we're uncomfortable. Good things can happen when we're uncomfortable with um, with our visual processing, with our design work. We, when we are getting uncomfortable with how it is that we're trying to create something, and we're getting uncomfortable when we're creating something, that can be extremely beneficial. Um, design, good in, well, design that might be needed, the, the, the kind of design that might be needed, the kind of design that might work for people um, is really can be born out of like I say, the need for it. And so if we are uncomfortable, if something's not working, that is when we're going to see that need and we're going to be able to figure out how to get around it. And that that's why I say my students, be uncomfortable, it's okay. I teach a course called um, Adventures in Design. And in that course, students are working really hard and they are they are constantly in a, in a, in a place of like, questioning the work and sort of trying to struggle through these processes and um we get in a place where we feel good and comfortable inside of that struggle that it is okay to be there because we're there for half of the semester right we work really hard at that feeling to get really okay with being comfortable in the struggle and that's that's a really important lesson to learn it is and that will yeah it is and that will pay off for them um, in their profession, in the career field, because they will have a multitude of those uncomfortable moments that they need to kind of work through to figure it out. Yeah. Mina, I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation. And I hate to have this moment where I get to a point where I'm like, gosh, you know, let's, we're going to have to wrap up this podcast. <laughs> um, I, I bet you we could probably talk for another hour. Um, you've got some great insights, some great ideas. Um, so, I think we'll have to uh, figure out a future podcast and, uh, oh, and sure, come man. back and catch up on some stuff. I think next uh, next semester, which would be next season for the podcast, I'm going to get into uh, creative endeavor and uh, creative work and stuff and start talking about what that looks like and how is that different than research per se. So that'll be ha. some fun conversations. Yes. Well, you let me know how I, I will. can help with that because I certainly have some thoughts. Perfect. Perfect. Then we'll... Uh, <laughs> We'll get back to that and then um, a little teaser for everybody else to watch for 
next season's episodes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mina, thank, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I, yeah. It's been a pleasure for me. I'm so glad that we could do this. And for, thanks for having me on. And it was really great to meet you. Oh, same, same. And it was a pleasure having you aboard as well. And it was uh, great uh, chatting about all your work. So let's try to find each other out there in the in the field and uh, and start that networking community. That'd be awesome. Definitely. All right, Mina. You Thank it. you so much. All right. All right. Bye. Thanks, Pete. You bet. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode. The Design Dedux podcast can be found at designdedux.com. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-D-E-D-U-X.com, where you can listen to the podcast or watch the video version of the podcast, as well as find links to the guests and the topics discussed during each episode. The Design Dedux podcast can be found on most podcast listening platforms. You can join us on social media through Instagram and Twitter via at design underscore deduct on Facebook as Design Deducts Podcast and join us on YouTube at Design Deducts for video versions of each episode. If you are enjoying the podcast, you can show your support on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash design underscore deducts. Once again, thanks for joining us and we hope you'll join us again for the next episode.